At times like this, I think how lucky I am to be a NASCAR Winston Cup driver and how fortunate I am to have a great sponsor like Napa Auto Parts because Napa understands quality and value and the importance of having a friendly, knowledgeable staff. And it's at times like this, looking around at the empty grandstands and listening to the silence of pit road that I realize I'm at the wrong track. Join Rowdy and Kyle every Monday and Thursday night for another episode of the Rowdy Magalite Show, sponsored by On Tire Tailgate System. at the track the hot pass racing network puts you at the track with arca and all the major nascar series from daytona to the final checkered flag the hot pass racing network is your inside pass all right race fans let's get rowdy the next 60 minutes will be two men talking one thing and one thing only racing from the third tracks the carolinas to the super speedways of Daytona and Talladega. No race is too big or small for this duo. Ladies and gentlemen, these are our hosts, Rowdy Maglite and Kyle Magda. This is the Rowdy Maglite Show. Our last Monday show for the year. Thursday night will be our last. And we'll be back at it. I think Kyle and I, it's the 6th of January, will be our next one. Welcome back to the Rowdy Maglite Show. we got Kyle. He's at work, but he's calling in. i uh, got Charlie Corral calling in with the Arkham Menard Series to get us up to date on some new announcements, and I think it's great for the series. But uh, a couple more highlights from the week. Got uh, Rajah Karuk going to be in the truck series for the 2023. 23 series. It's rushing up on us already. Zachary Tingle, he's going to be in the full season with Fast Track uh, Racing Series, Andy Hillenberg and his group. So that's where Zachary's going to be moving to next year. I got Kyle right here. Kyle, welcome to the show. Hey, Rowdy. Uh Busy morning here um, at work, but I uh, just wanted to uh, touch base with you and uh, looking forward to having Charlie call in here shortly. Well, Kyle, I guess the big news is the, which we'll talk with Charlie more about is the new TV deal for ARCA, which I think is absolutely great for the series. Yeah, it's been a big deal. You know, all 20 races being on Fox Sports 1 or Fox Sports 2 um, really caught me off guard. But uh, great news for the series. And, uh, you know, now with it being on Mav, and now uh going to be on Fox Sports for the rest of the season. And a lot of the series, uh, you know, coming out with their their series uh, schedules, Kyle. Dory, uh, I guess, comes out of Five Flags with the Stars the 10 race series that they're going to have. And they announced what tracks and uh, which will start out in Pensacola at five flags speedway, which I think is the best place, the best place to start this thing. And the second race, you go from Pensacola all the way to Madison, Wisconsin. And I've made a few laps at Wisconsin in the pace car. Well, the pace truck, uh, really, really enthusiastic group of race fans there. It was a full house. Of course, there was uh, Mac Kenseth and Ty Majeski racing against each other, which was the draw card. But it, it was a, lo- a big night for local racing in Madison, Wisconsin. Well, Kyle, they go from there. Uh, they'll, they'll be at Slinger also. So that's another big track. I got to see some guys that run slingers last week at Pensacola and uh it being asphalt it's a cheese grater tracks so a lot of it's tire management Kyle so we're looking waiting on uh Charlie to call in now guys 
Yeah, Rowdy, the SRX series uh, coming out with their schedule, going to be on ESPN. That's a huge deal. Um, getting some more notoriety, it sounds like. So uh, just good to uh, see that the SRX series is, is getting rewarded for their hard work. Yeah, SRX series also, Kyle. I, I, I tell you, Tony's done pretty good with that series. I think this will be their third year. Uh, a lot of people talking about it. It's, you know, they, they like the super speedways, but I think people like the short tracks better, Kyle. It's more exciting racing. And it's hard to be the weather, Kyle, now, you know, kind of playing against everybody. So everybody's working on their cars, trying to get them ready. All right. It helps. It makes you feel any better. It snowed here yesterday. <laughs> well, that, we just got warm weather. It'd be snowing here because it's been a, a really, really couple of wet days and more to come Wednesday. So I think it's going to blow up your way, Kyle probably be a snowstorm for you yeah it's uh the weather's been weird here and uh you know it's december now and yesterday it's kind of windy and cold but um you know it's getting better hopefully it'll get a little better this week uh i know we're supposed to i think expecting weather either thursday or friday but um you know looking forward to having charlie on um you know, uh, like you said big news with the arca tv schedule coming out you know also the arca east and the arca west series um, we've seen some pretty big driver announcements as well, Rowdy, um, in the NASCAR ca- uh, Craft and Truck Series and also in the Arkham and Art Series as well. Uh, Kyle, it's that time of year, man. Uh, uh, it's that time of year. I'd already we talked about Rajah Carruth. Uh Nick moving up also. So, uh, Kyle, I think we talked about this with Charlie before the group of drivers that we had in the Arkham Menard series this year, reaching up in the other series, quite a few races this year. Yeah, Rowdy top three in Arca points. I'll go into the truck series next year. Uh, Rajav Karuth is going to be going to GMS uh, rev racing and Nick Sanchez moving up. Also Daniel Dye going to be a teammate to Rajav Karuth. So uh, yeah, looking forward to it next year. Good to see Grandfinger back in the 23 truck as well. Can't forget about him, um, especially with that one at Lucas Oil Raceway last year at IRP. So, um, yeah, Rowdy, there's been a lot of driver news and notes and announcements. So, you know, SRX, I mean, there's just been a lot coming out lately. Uh, the USAC schedule's out. And, uh, Big Diamond Speedway, uh, Thursday, June 15th. Uh, can't, oh. Looking forward to that one. Hoping what I can about get to that? that one, too. That was, that was a surprise, wasn't it, Kyle, getting Big Diamond on there? Yeah, Rowdy kind of caught me off guard, but uh, Big Diamond uh, going to be on the USAC schedule, um, part of Eastern Storm Week uh, for the USAC Wingless Sprint. So uh, no Bloomsburg, but uh, they'll be at Kutztown as well. So, uh, you know, they kind of replaced a few venues for others. But you know what? That's, that's how it'll go. And, you know, Port Royal Speedway going to be hosting another Silver Crown race. And, uh, you know, looking forward to that as well. Well, I want everybody to keep Red Farmer in their prayers. Uh, he's fighting double pneumonia right now, guys. That's a big week at, at six flags or five flags. Yeah, Rowdy, uh, looking forward to having Charlie on here. Uh, you know, I know we're, we're expecting him here shortly, so... Um... Rowdy, I know he'll have a lot to say, especially with that that new TV schedule coming out. You know, uh, the Fox Sports thing going back to 1997 uh, with the ARCA series. And, uh, you know, they're going to have every race next year. So I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, Kyle, I wonder if Daniel's going to – I'm sure Daniel will go back and race some some ARCA to get a little more experience at a track. But uh, he's got a full season in the trucks. You know, I I, I don't – I think he's a better driver than what his wins indicated. And, guys, I'd like to bring on our next guest uh, for the morning. I'd like to welcome back with the Arkham Menard Series, Charlie Corral. Welcome, Charlie. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Man, Charlie, the big story, dude, and I, it, the TV. Isn't that incredible? That gives it, just yeah, about Yeah, it's uh, really big news, isn't it? 
It, well, it gives really, a lot really of people big news. a lot of people a chance yeah, to watch. Yeah, I mean we're we're going to add 30 million homes, uh, stepping up from uh, you know stepping up to FS1 and FS2. Um, 30 million additional homes that we didn't have last year, and you know we're all about trying to broaden the reach, and this is a great way to do it. Well, Charlie, I, I'm a firm believer. If you if you just sit down and watch it, you'll love it because uh, it, it it has really been special to me the Arkham Menard series with all the competitors and how it's just one big family. Charlie, you've been there longer, a lot longer I've than been I here have. My whole it, life. And to finish yep. and to finish up at Toledo, back where it all began, that that's what I thought was incredible. Right, and that's the second year in a row that we'll have that championship finale here at Toledo Speedway. That race will be, of course, live on FS2, uh, and I believe streamed live on Flow Sports. So, yeah, it's a uh, it's a really great schedule. Um, you know, adding Fox Sports as our our season long broadcast partner is. You know, it's great for us. It's great for our partners. It's great for our teams. It's great for their partners. It's great for the fans. I, I don't see a negative to this at all. Well, it gives people a chance to see those tracks that they wouldn't normally see and, and short tracks that they wouldn't normally yeah, see in the Yeah, in Berlin and Springfield and DuCoin and, yeah, Salem. You know, all those tracks that haven't had, you know, the the big, the, quote, big TV partner over the years. It's going to be great to to expose those racetracks to a a bigger audience. And, you know, before we get too far down the road, you know, and I'm walking, guys, sorry, so I'm a little out of of breath here, but, you know, I I do. I want to thank everybody at MAV TV for, you know, everything that they have given us the the last, you know, handful of years. Um, What a great crew to work with. And, great people to work alongside and you you won't find a more dedicated group of people uh, doing what they do than, you know, Dave Foster and Sean Stafford and Aaron Kennard and all of the people behind the scenes there that, you know, made those shows work. And they, they really are. They're, they're terrific, terrific people, huge race fans, big time believers in what, you know, we are trying to do here at ARCA. You know, our, our business objectives line up very, very closely to to what their business objectives are. And, you know, it is uh, it's a little sad to to move on to 2023 and, and not have those folks, you know, there with us alongside. But, you know, things change. And, you know, I, I'm certain that, uh, that they will land on their feet somewhere else. But, uh, man, they are. They're just a terrific, terrific group of people to work with. And, and uh, I appreciate all their efforts and all the hard work that they have given us, and uh, you know certainly hope to can to keep those friendships alive and and keep those people uh, near and dear to our hearts, you know, in, in years to come because they 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 have been very important to us over the last few years. Hey Charlie, you got Kyle here. Thanks again for coming on the show. Uh, first question for you is: um, Can you talk a little bit about how the 2022 season went? And um, you know, um, you know, from a competition standpoint, how was it? Well, I think if you look at uh, our car count first and foremost, it was up. You know, throughout the entire platform, it was up about 12 percent. You know, and that's that's a, that's great. <laughs> you know, you know, it's the one thing we hear more than anything else is. You guys need more cars. Well, we're working on it, and and that is the the fruit of that labor is is seen out on the racetrack. And you know we're not happy by any means with where we're at, but we are we're happy with with the growth. And you know it's it's a tough it's a tough time to be out here trying to build your car counts. The you know, economic conditions still, you know they they may be a little better at the top of the the motorsports ladder but they're still pretty tough for our team and, uh, and to, to see some growth right there, I think is, is really, really big. And, you know, and then on the racetrack, there are a lot of really good races, you know, all across the platform and, you know, lots of winners, which is always great. You want to see that, you know, spread the wealth a little bit. You know, I think we had eight winners in 20 races in the, in the main ARCA tour, you know, Sandy Smith, of course, dominated the East but, uh, you know, we had some, some great competition out west as well. You know, Jake Drew 
had a, a commanding lead in the points, you know, but there were other winners, you know, Tanner Rice and Cole Moore and, you know, it was, it wasn't like it was just a, a one team runaway out there, you know, uh, you know, Landon Lewis was a winner out West too. So, you know, it was a, uh, it was a very competitive season. You know, like I said, you know, you're, you're never satisfied. You always want to do better next year. You're never like, well, that was great. Let's that's, we're, we're happy with that. And that's what we, that's how we want it to be from here on out. You always want to do better next year. So we're going to, we're going to do our best. And, and I know our, our race teams are as well. So what I also wanted to ask you was, uh, can you please talk a little bit about the owner's title in the Arkham Menards series? I, I know we always, you know, focus mainly on the driver's side of it, but was that owner's title really as intense as it looked between the 18 and the 20? Well, when you have your two really top-line teams that don't have the opportunity to come out and race for the driver's championship because their drivers aren't old enough, yeah, it's it's very intense. So that's that's how, so that's how all of the money is paid, <laughs> is by that owners championship and those owners points. And yeah, they they want that championship title. You know, Venerini Motorsports been around forty years. They they don't want to. They they come out to race. It doesn't matter what they're racing for. You know, they want to be fastest in practice. They want to be fastest in qualifying. They want to win the race. And they want to win the points. And and they're going to come out and compete for it. Joe Gibbs Racing is no different in 2022 Cobblish Motorsports. No different. You know, they they are going to compete. doesn't matter if it is for the win at Daytona, the win at Elko, the, the, the points championship in the driver's side of things, or the owner's side of things. They're going to compete. And, and it was really intense. And, you know, the... They they are the same manufacturer, but there's not a lot of love lost between between those two organizations. You know they they want they each want to be the best under that manufacturer umbrella, and they're going to compete for it. And uh, you know it was it was pretty intense, and you know for it basically to come on down to the last lap, uh, and and actually there be a change within the last couple of laps. You know it's. It was. It was pretty intense. And, uh, you know, I think that's the one thing that, you know, kind of drives everybody that's a competitor are hurt feelings. <laughs> you get your feelings hurt <laughs> and, you want, and you want to come out and do better next year. And, uh, and I think we will see, we'll see that 20 team pick up right where they left off. And, you know, I know the, the 18 is making a, a change in the driver's seat, but uh, I don't think we'll see them drop off too much either. That must have been Kyle's last question, but uh, Charlie, I just wanted to thank uh, thank you for being part of the show and uh, looking forward. We kick this thing off at New Smyrna with the Arca East, and then the Arca Main, all within a short period of time in 2023. And looking looking forward to it. Yeah, man. So we will uh, we'll be down there in Daytona here in well four weeks with our uh, preseason practice, you know, let our teams turn around and, and, uh, you know, download all the information, get the cars back together. And uh, we'll be down there at the, uh, you know, the second week of February, ready to rock, roll and rumble. Well, I'm going to tell you, Charlie, I've had a lot. I've had several calls to me on trying to get their kids a car or equipment. So that's a good sign when you got people searching equipment out. And cars. Absolutely is. Our, our phones have been ringing off the hook all off season. So. Well, yeah. and, and I, I see this, and you know, I understand Mavs TV because you never know how that, they could be the king dog next year of all this. And never, you never destroy a good relationship, Charlie. And that is, so anybody who knows Ron Drager and, and knows the ARCA, you know, uh, the, the sanctioning body, ARCA, to us is we we are not one to burn bridges you know uh <clears throat> we we've been there you know we we've we, it, these things have happened to us and we don't want we don't want to be the one doing it to someone else and yeah uh, we certainly don't want to burn that bridge we we've been partners with mav tv several times over the years 
you know, they have. They've been a great partner. And uh, and we look forward to, to maybe that opportunity again arising somewhere down the road. And, you know, in the meantime, we're going to maintain those personal relationships the way we always have and, you know, wish them nothing but the best in 2023 and, and beyond. And But at the same time, man, we are, we're, we're pretty stoked for that new Fox Sports relationship as well. Hey, Charlie, it's Kyle again. I just had one more question for you. Uh, you know, what's, sure. what's the 2023 season looking like? I mean, you know, Joe Gibbs Racing just announces they're, they're going to be back in the series. Um, you know, how, how is the rest of the season looking so far? I mean, how, how I mean, have you, you know, any commitments? I know I've seen some stuff on the ARCA racing site. Um, you know, is there anything else, you know, maybe we can look forward to for next year? Yeah, we've had a handful of, of teams commit and, and drivers express their interest, but uh, we really start getting that, you know, that Daytona entry list put together, you know, that, that first week of January as we, we get ready to head on down to Daytona for the practice. Um, you know, it's really hard to, to say, you know, who's going to be where. You know, there are a lot of people talking, you know, at, at the trade show in Indianapolis last week. And, you know, hey, we're excited to be back next year, but we haven't made our announcement yet. And, you know, I'm not going to be the one to do that for them. So, <laughs> but, but yeah, I think we will have a, a very strong car count when we get down to Daytona, just based on, you know, everybody who's, who has expressed interest in coming. Um you know, I think some of our our super speedways we will we will be up uh, considerably from where we were last year. Um, short tracks, I, I'm you know I'm I'm kind of a wait and see guy. Um, I, I like to hope that we'll be you know up again from where we were last year. Um, I, I'm hearing really good things uh, car count wise for east and west. A lot of a lot of our young drivers are transitioning you know, from, from chasing the showdown championship into chasing the East championship, you know, and then, uh, you know, out West, you know, there's always a lot of transition out West, but uh, I think we will, we'll, based on, again, who we have tentatively heard some commitments from, we'll see some pretty strong, you know, some, not strong growth, but we will see some growth, which will continue to give us some, uh, some really strong car counts out there. And Charlie, tell us where we can keep up with Ark Menard and find out the, uh, the schedules and all for 2023 season. com is the home for it all right there, Rowdy. All right, Charlie, I wish you and your family and Ashley a happy Merry Christmas and uh, New Year and looking forward to seeing you at New Smyrna, my friend. You got it. We will be there. Thanks, Charlie. All right, guys, Charlie Corral with the Ark Menard Series. Uh, appreciate him coming on and giving us a few minutes there. Uh, and Kyle, you know, Kyle got to come back in and grab another question. He's trying to do a little bit of work. But, uh, guys, uh, lucky enough to have out of the media last week at the banquet, got a few interviews, and, and one of them was, Roger Penske winning double series, and uh, that's not an easy feat, but if anybody can pull it off, Roger Penske can. Understanding, I'm sorry, understanding the effort that uh, the teams have to put in just to be a winner in one series, and uh, as you know, we don't do it every year, nobody does, but to do it twice in the same year, it's uh, tremendous, and you know, when you win the first one, and you look at your percentages to be able to be uh, a champion uh, in the second series is uh, it's a daunting really when you think about a task for everyone. But uh, I think we came along uh, with, you know, the win uh, at, at, at uh, Coliseum. Then a week later we won at uh, at uh, Daytona with, with uh, Austin. And then Blaney took all the money, you know, at, at the uh, – at the, at the, uh, help me, all-star race, sorry. And, and then we were somewhat of a working man's, uh, in fact, I'll say it's kind of a working man's team because we're trying to figure out, you know, the car and, and get competitive and, and because it was in and out. So, so many different winners. One day you had it, one day you didn't. So I wouldn't say that I had a lot of confidence, you know, halfway through the season. But as we got better and as soon as uh, we saw what happened at St. Louis and at Las Vegas, we knew we were, you know, on track you know, from the standpoint of being competitive with everybody. 
And then with the fact that we had run well at, at Phoenix early on and been there before, gave us a real shot. And then, of course, the, you know, all hands on and then the delivery by the team. And we made a couple changes on the pit crew. You know, for over-the-wall guys, which you saw the stops were flawless like they were back in 18. Without that, you could see the 20 was going to be a tough car to beat, and yet they had an issue, you know, in the pits, nothing that you hope to have. But uh, it just all, everything was there for us. And uh, uh, it, it's it's uh, 400 people, you know, who have worked for us each year in and out. And uh, I looked at a stat the other day that half our people at the Penske, our team Penske, have been there over 10 years. So when you think about <clears throat> continuity and human capital, you know, we certainly have been very positive. The fact these people stay with us, you know, Joe, we think about that. And we got, as we go forward, you know, for next year, uh, we've got three drivers uh, with 820 years of experience on the track, average age 29 years old. So I'd have to say that we're positioned, you know, pretty well for next year. Oh, he's hungry. Let me tell you, he's hungry. He puts the helmet on. I'll tell you, he's a different guy. And get off the track, you know, with his foundation. And maybe you didn't know this, even in 18, uh, the night before the race in Homestead, he and Brittany were, you know, at, at the handing out uh, turkeys to homeless people in, in Homestead. So that's the kind of guy he is. And you don't see that in many cases, but he's got a very soft side. On the other hand, he's, you know, when he gets the helmet on, and he's, he's, he wants to go again. we got the same team. So we should, shouldn't we? We should be able to compete now. You know, a lot of great talent out there today, new talent, young talent, teams, and the cars have brought us closer together. But uh, I think we're uh, someone are going to have to beat in 23. There's been a lot of <coughs> speculation and chatter that uh, the team owners could maybe run their own uh, race somewhere you know, outside of NASCAR. Um, is that something you, you're interested in doing? Or? I'm not sure where, where all that comes from. Uh, I, I've been to that uh, game before when with, with uh, the championship auto racing teams in, in USAC, so uh, I'm probably not a guy who would vote for that myself. Every sport has a down period. Um, it's just a couple months before <coughs> the race resumes, and any car is a lot longer stretch. Are there things that can be done in the off season to gain that media attention or to put those sports Well, I think when you think about our sport in NASCAR, you know, 36, 37 weekends, different than football where you've got, what, 18 to 20. So there's a huge amount more impact. And I think we got to think it personally, you know, our people that work there. It's just we put them on such a drive, you know, week after week. And I think a chance for them to, to be able to take a deep breath, take some time off. But all, all of a sudden, we're, we're worrying about our car next year. We're doing simulation and all the things you have to do. And the driver's got to stay in condition. They don't just go and lay on the beach at this point. Uh, you know, they've got to obviously, you know, be in condition. I don't see anything that would be gangbusters. We need to talk about Chicago and keep, talk about coming into the Coliseum again. Things like that I think are important. But uh, NASCAR certainly stepping up, you know, to change the game, which I think is the right thing. Uh, you know, we've seen a lot more interest. The TV was obviously good this year. You folks in the media has given us some good marks. And, again, uh, the racing was amazing. I think about 19 winners. And coming right down to the last, you know, the last, what, four or five laps, you could have had a different winner with three or four different people. So how can you get it any closer? You're not only... Yeah, Bob, I think that uh, there's no question. You know, we just cannot have, you know, drivers, you know, with an impact like they've had coming back with, you know, with a concussion. And, you know, Curtin, obviously, the people are involved in that. But... NASCAR's taken it uh, as, as priority one, as you expect them to do, and they're already making pieces for us for our cars. So there'll be a change in the rear end of the car. They're testing it. They're continuing to do that, and I think that this is first year. Unfortunately, we had some injuries, which we didn't want to have. But overall, I thought the car was they did quite well with it. What have you seen from him in terms of leadership? 
Well, uh, look, he's got a tough job. You know, he's got you know he's got the teams, he's got the sponsors, he's got the press. He's got to try to drive a, a business, you know, with a new face every year. And uh, for us, I mean, he's been a great communicator as far as I'm concerned with the teams. And I think that he's looking, uh, along with the France family, you know, to change things. I mean, why do you go to Chicago? Why do you go to the Coliseum? You don't go there for free. So they're investing heavily on these different venues to make it a better sport. You're not only the championship winning owner, but also rookie of the year uh, winning owner with, with Cindric. How impressed are you with what he was able to accomplish this year? Well, as you know, he almost won two of the Xfinity championships uh, in two years. <clears throat> and he came in and, you know, obviously winning the Daytona 500 for us as a team is amazing. And for him as a rookie, you know, was uh, something he didn't dream of. We didn't either. But to see his progression all year, I talked with him today, in fact. I think he, each each race he got better. And I think as he gets into his second year, you're going to even see that he's the right person. And we've invested in him. And we started in Xfinity, and we've invested in him. And that's what we have to do. And these young guys coming up, it doesn't happen overnight. You know, go ahead. Go ahead. No, that's right. I was going to ask, what is your perspective on the secret that has been your secret to managing so many people successfully between the different sports? Well, it's it's uh, one. It's just a human capital. It's the people that we've been able to attract, you know, within our company, and, and the tenure and the loyalty within the company, and we're pretty much the same across it. I mean, we're we really uh, today we we bring our people in from the bottom. And let them come up. We don't try to pour them in from the top, and I think it's made a difference. A lot more loyalty. They understand, you know, what our expectations are and what the mission is, and we try to preach that, you know, every single day. There were one team, you saw that <clears throat> going into Phoenix with all the guys working you know, with the same setup, then what do we need to have? And they could. They only had one practice, what, for 30 minutes? They took that data, you know, put it together and came up with the right setup for race day. So I'd say it's all people. It's not what they put on them, it's what they put on us because, you know, Porsche doesn't do a partnership with you unless they expect you to win. So, And we've not, uh, one of the, you know, probably the highest mountain we've never climbed is Le Mans. And, uh, you know, I raced there back, way back. And uh, But to think about going there with, with Porsche and uh, running not only in the world endurance but also in IMSA. But we've been in IMSA before. And I think we've got a team set up in Germany in Mannheim with a shop. We finished that. And, uh, you know, we expect uh, this series to be quite exciting if you're a road racing uh, sports car person. And uh, who could you have a better partner than Porsche? But expectations are high within the organization. And, you know, we're there to win. Yeah, in IMSA, yeah. We, we were acro on the championship the last two years, and we got out. And then we've been out for a year, and then we're able to uh, to put together the relationship, the partnership with Porsche Penske Motorsports, which uh, will compete both in WEC, which is the World Endurance Championship, then also in, uh, you know, in the uh, in IMSA. Well, yeah, we we ran we ran Porsche at that point too. That eight and nine, and we won the. We remember we won Sebring against the Audis. There, that was a big race for us to win. Roger, um, NASCAR determines its champion with the, the playoff system with the one race championship, IndyCar, season long, double points races. Are there things either series can learn from the other in determining a champion? Is, is it what makes one system work for one and another system work better for another series? Well, I think with uh, the NASCAR system, having 16 potential people, you know, running all season, and you, know, you don't get there easily. It's, you know, it's a big hill to climb once you're there. Having that opportunity to, you know, you know, equal with everybody I think is good. And you come down to the last four now, you'd have to say you've got to compete at the very end with four drivers. and It's got to be six sigmas not good enough, really, is it? You, you can't make any mistakes if you're going to win the championship. And quite honestly, uh, the excitement and the pressure on the teams the drivers and, uh, you know, whether it's qualifying or in the race, and then to try to get points. And I think the as, as we looked at the different segments, trying to get your points is so important because that helps many of the drivers get into the series. And IndyCar, you know, really the double points uh, was something that we had in the past, 
and I think the uh, in the last race we used to have that made it much tighter. But again, they came down right to what the last race again. So it's hard to compare, really, when you look at it. But uh, you know, fortunately, we like them both, I guess, this year. <clears throat> Well, there's a lot of people that would like to run it, but again, you know, the competition, you know, is so tight, you know, and, and the number of teams that we have, and I think that uh, you're going to see some of that. I think it might take another year. I think we got to look at the scheduling, the timing, but of course, the Indy race has always been at a particular time, you know, on Memorial Day. So, uh, I think I know Kyle's talked about it. Uh, you know, you've heard other people that want to run there, and I think it's a matter of teaming up with the team. But you're going to run one extra car there. You know, you got to have the right people. You just can't do it as a pickup team. So to me, it's about having the car. I think the manufacturers, whether it's Chevy and or Honda, all would be interested to see someone run the double. And I'll see what happens. Uh, maybe Jimmy's going to do it, which would be great. Because, look, he has the experience. He did very well on the ovals. And I think the fact that he has that experience, it's my understanding that he's also going to run potentially, you know, would run the 600 as one of his races. But he's done so well there with, so we'll see. championship because we were in the owner. Okay, we moved over we to Kyle Larson. We uh, portion of it, so making the round of four on the owner's side, um, yeah, I mean, I definitely focused and, and worked as hard as I did last season um, to try and try and win the championship for our team, so um, you know, came up a, a couple spots short. I think we ended up third in the owner's uh, race there, so um, yeah, no, it was... Uh, it was fun to still be a part of it, but um, would like to be in it on the driver's side of things uh, next year. We're here in Nashville. Obviously, they announced a couple of weeks ago that uh, NASCAR came back to the fairgrounds. We're going to North Wilkesboro. Why do you think there's such a movement to go back to the history of the sport? Um, I'm not sure. I think it's uh, I think it's definitely a, a great thing for our sport to um, you know, race at the fairgrounds. Um, you know, it, I don't know much about the fairgrounds, but I, I guess, you know, it's got a lot of history behind it, and um, everybody says it's a great racetrack, so um, I think it'd be great. I think Nashville's a great, you know, city for hosting all these NASCAR events and, um, you know, the year-end banquet, so um, I love being able to come here a few times a year now. You've had a few weeks now to kind of sit on, you know, the, the season, look back at it. I mean, what, what are your takeaways from your team side, company side? Yeah, I mean, I think it was a it was a good season for us. You know, we all four of us drivers got a win um, at some point throughout the season. Uh, we had, you know, all four in the playoffs again, and um, you know, myself got to race for the owners' title, Chase on the driver's side. So I mean, it was it was a good year. We didn't, you know, achieve the the, the goal, but um, it wasn't a bad year. But still, lots of room to get better. Um, so I look forward to the off season. I look forward to. Um, you get back going at uh, the LA Coliseum and and hopefully having a better season than we did this year. Now we know Kyle, a Kyle Larson off season isn't usually <laughs> an off season. So what are the plans for uh, for this off season? Uh, I don't have any plans uh, of racing outside of um, the the late model race that I am doing in in New Mexico in January. So um, that's it. Uh, my wife and I were we're expecting our third child any time. So kind of just. Uh, focus on that and uh you know, help out where I can and um just spend spend as much time with the family. So um yeah, I, I normally go race a lot but uh, this year I'm not. So I'm I'm actually excited about it and have only ran one race um so far this off season. So um I'm surprised that it already feels like the off season's going by really fast because I thought it would be really slow with me not racing. But um either way, you know, it's uh it's been good to just not race for once. 
during the season, towards the end of the season, about safety in the next gen car. Are you satisfied with the direction NASCAR's going for next season? Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I think. I think there was a lot of frustration at, at a point throughout you know, the, basically when the playoffs started. Um, but I feel like since then, you know, NASCAR has done a really good job of, of communicating and listening and and showing us what they're working on and um, the conversations have just been good. So um, yeah, I think um I think we're all more satisfied now with the direction that NASCAR is going than where we were at you know, four or five months ago. So um, it's always going to be an evolving thing. I think you know there always there's going to be ways to make things safer and better for the drivers and fans and, and everyone. So, um, yeah, it's good that, that they're you're trying to you use their engineering to, to make the sport even safer. The notes in the Champions Book, uh, uh, how hard was it to write that and pass that along? Uh, or, uh, you know, somebody, I, I heard somebody say that you didn't write a note until kind of really late, maybe just a, a week or two ago. No, I still haven't wrote it. So. <laughs> Uh, here, here soon, here soon. I, I typed it. I, I've got really bad handwriting, so I've, I've typed it out, and uh, I need to run like a rough draft, make sure my handwriting looks good, and then make sure that this, the sizing and all that's gonna fit the page, and then, uh, yeah, put it in and, and try and give it to him here later. I don't know what his schedule is, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna go do that shortly after this. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely a. An amazing tradition. I, I'm glad that uh, you, Jimmy, was able to start it, and um, you know I can have you. Know, I, I've gotten to read you know, what's happened, uh, not what's happened, but you know, the, the nice things that drivers have wrote to the to the falling driver for the last. I don't know. I think he started it in. I don't know, maybe like ten years ago or so at this point. But um, yeah, it's pretty cool. So you know, it's a pretty secretive book i don't think anybody really talks about what's written in there but it's just a lot of uh a lot of respect so it's cool to to read read all that and and uh you have my piece in there later with baby number three coming what are some of your favorite daddy readings uh yeah no i so i think you with our other children like you know i mean you don't love it all the time but uh i i actually like the the middle of the night you know wake ups and get to feed your baby and, and spend a little quality time um, holding them while they're, you know, new and can't, can't even hold their heads up really at that point. So, um, yeah, I like all, I, li- I mean, I like all that really. I think, I think it's those milestones of, you know, the first few months go by really fast and they develop so fast that like soaking all that in is, um, I've really enjoyed it with the with the two previous kids. So hopefully, hopefully this one's as easy as they've been and um, not too tough. Since you have three now on the way, what's the best parenting tip? Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to think of like something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's uh, I think I th- I think when you have a child you expect it to be like really tough and because I think everybody you know only talks about like the tough the tough parts of being a parent but um it's I think when you it's not it's not as hard as you think it might be so just relax a little bit and uh enjoy enjoy the moments with your children because it all goes by extremely fast Kyle, this week a bunch of guys down there at the Snowball Derby, and I was just talking to William Byron. He said, you know, the Kyle kind of led the way on dirt. He said, now pavement needs to get. How needs to get some of that love and get that connection from mm-hmm. grassroots up to the up to the National Series? How important do you think that that, that is, both asphalt and dirt? Yeah, no, I think it's definitely important. Um, I, I've really enjoyed seeing this year you know, a lot more drivers like William. I think Brad's ran a race or two throughout the year. Dale Jr. here lately, you know, running. I, I think um, seeing you know, pictures and videos of the crowds whenever those guys are, are at the track is uh, it's it's a really neat thing to see because the crowds are packed. So um, yeah, and I, and I feel like I I've had a small um, even though it's a different form of racing. I feel like I've had a small part in like showing the veteran you know, Cup guys like hey 
like it's it's a good thing to go back to the, to your roots and um, grow the sport, have some fun, and um, just do good things. How do you look back at the season? The, the, what what's the highlight for you? What's the what's the the downer, low light, or whatever you call it for you? Yeah, I think you know the the downer for for my season was just all the mistakes that I made. Um, it seemed like 75 percent of the races we ran uh, this year there was just mistakes at some point throughout the race that would affect the finish. You know, I feel like the only <laughs> the only races that we had that went clean from start to finish, uh, you know, for the most part we we won um, those. So you know, where I didn't we didn't lose a bunch of spots on pit road or we didn't you know hit the wall or something. So um, yeah, just try to take that into next year and and uh, learn from all the mistakes and be better. Um, but I, I mean, I think a, a good part to our season was that we did get a few wins, and as bad as our season was, you know, we still got to go fight for an owner's championship. So I think it shows if we could just clean things up a little bit, we'll be you know pretty dangerous again, hopefully. So um, I, yeah, I look forward to, to next year starting and trying to do a little bit better. Any of the wins stand out above the others? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean Homestead. Uh, Homestead really probably the only win <laughs> the only win that that felt good this year so um yeah that was a that was a good one you know finally got a win at homestead i've been close for basically every year we go there so um yeah that was good that was good yeah he gave one away at homestead though what i think you gave one away there was one year you parked yourself in third and road and watched everybody race it out so so that's just maybe just a, yeah. that's just my opinion i thought you had the car if you circumstances yeah. have been different you'd have gone up yeah but everybody does that yeah everybody does yeah. that so no yeah no, it was, either way it was still good to get get my first win there and hopefully can uh do it again every time now do, do you know baseball players talk about you get in the groove and the ball looks bigger and you can hit it and all that you talk about your mistakes um is it a, is it a sometimes it's just a momentum thing i mean you're i mean you're a more experienced driver you're still doing a lot of driving do you do you look back and go like okay why did why did I do that and and because I know better or or how do I get out of this? Yeah, no, I mean it, it's definitely I think a momentum and confidence thing. I think you naturally when you're winning you have a lot of confidence and things like you said the ball looks bigger. You know, you, it just things just come a lot easier. Um, where this year I just couldn't I I couldn't it seemed like get into a rhythm in any of the cars that I ran. Um, you know, I, I think there was only once this year at all my races where I won like back-to-back -back races so uh we're you know a lot of times in years past you know we'll, we'll, I'll rattle off five in a row or something and um just could never get into seem like a rhythm for whatever reason this season and making lots of mistakes so um yeah I don't really know I guess where to go with the answer but uh just try and learn from learn from it all and get in that rhythm and hopefully you, you can stay in it have you been through something like this before in your career? Um, yeah, I'm sure I have, but um, it just naturally just kind of works itself out. Yeah, like yeah. You keep racing long enough, and it goes start. Yeah. Finally, starts to go your way. I feel like in the past, whenever I've kind of run into a slump or of some sort, you know, I think it just uh, it's naturally just kind of gotten back to normal of of running up front consistently. But um, yeah, just keep keep working hard, and and I've got great car owners, great groups around me, and all the forms of cars that I race. So. Um, I know that uh, I know that we can do it every time I hit the track. It's just a matter of doing it. Thank you. <coughs> <coughs> Kyle, you kept mentioning mistakes, and I just feel like in a season like this, where we saw 19 different winners, you still got three of those wins this year. I mean, it's kind of hard to say it's a bad year, but I guess when you look at it from last year, having 10 wins and championship, I mean, uh, how how what would you say could have been done any better this year? Yeah, no, I mean, it definitely, it wasn't a bad year, um, but it could have been a lot better, I think. It's just, uh, I feel like there was just a lot of missed opportunity um, throughout our season. But, um, yeah, I don't know, just, you know, it's, it's just the mistakes that really cost us. So, just got to clean those up, you know, focus, work hard, and um, just try not to make them a second time. Do you feel like as the season progresses, you're getting more used to the new car? Was that making it easier for you at all? Yeah, I mean, I think I think 
to me, they didn't drive way different than the last car, so it's not like you had to learn a totally new car. It's still a heavy stock car, and um, you slide around just as much and just spin out a little easier than the than the old cars. So, um, yeah, I think I think we all I think we all had a good direction and good feel for the car probably after the West Coast swing, um, you know, knowing the different tendencies and stuff. So, um, yeah, I think. I think it was it was not hard to to get comfortable. Uh, have a little bit more fun here because I know <coughs> dirt background. We're in Tennessee. I, while I live here in the Nashville area now, I grew up a little place called Heritage, Tennessee, and there is where Tazewell Speedway is. You've raced there before. Uh, I wanted to ask what was your thoughts on that speedway when you raced there. Would you consider going back and racing there again? Yeah, I would definitely. If if it worked out for my schedule, um, I would go back. That was a extremely neat racetrack i don't think i've ever been very challenging yeah yeah and i I just don't think i've ever been somewhere (laughs) quite like it that's that banked um and that small even the straightaways are really banked so uh really cool crowd there and um just a a unique racetrack so um yeah i loved i loved running there appreciate the comments there yep can you talk about this trip to bowling green with rick this week and did you get the number five and what color did you pick out uh, yeah, I went to to Bowling Green. Um, yeah, I built out a uh, a white Corvette, so um, convertible. So um, yeah, it was cool to to see it. You know, I we had designed them. I feel like a long time ago, like really early this year. So um, to get uh, to finally see it and and get it was uh, was pretty neat. So um, first time touring the plant, first time going to the museum there. So um, got to see a lot of history, and and uh, it was a great trip.